that could be it. Welcome to Fast Cars, Fast Girls, your IndyCar experience with Abby Meyer. And this week joining us, we have Brett Cooley to talk about HIGPA, the Honda yes. Indy Grand Prix of Alabama. Welcome, Brett. Thank you for having me. I'm thrilled to be here. Hopefully we can give everybody something excited or something to be excited about. Absolutely. Well, I mean, it's HIGPA. What is there not to be excited about? Right. It's I mean, honestly, it's the Augusta National of IndyCar races. It's the most beautiful place on top of all the other things we're going to talk about. So it's something definitely to be excited about. It is the most beautiful place, honestly. Um, yeah. When Molly and I went there the first time, it was like it. you cannot oversell how gorgeous it is. Right. They've done a great job with the artwork, the landscaping. It's easy to get around. But just, yeah, it's well done. Yeah, it is very well done. Now, you've been going for quite some time. Oh, gosh, I was thinking about that when I started to make some notes about this. I think we've been going since somewhere around like 2012 or so. Wow. Or 13. So it's been it started off just my boys and I. We went the first time um, all those years ago and had a great time with it. Got rained on like nobody's business because that, that happens in Alabama every year. Yes, every year. Well, now the weather forecast this year. So those of you going in 2022, looks like you will have a fabulous weekend. I'm very excited. That that makes sense. That yeah, I won't be there, and so there will right. be no rain. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that makes sense. Mother, uh, so you camp every time as well. That's right. Now the last two years we've uh, been able to, and I say this for those that would you know wonder, oh, I hate sleeping in a tent on the hard ground. We've actually had a local family bring us an RV, like a 15-foot or 20-foot six-person RV, um, you know, pull behind fifth wheel. And they drop it in a camp spot, and then we have a nice dry place, a simple place with a good place to sleep. But we are in the regular camping area. Uh, We get two campsites, you know, 10 by 10s or whatever they are, and get all our cars and all our people. And we have our little camper, so we got a stable and comfortable place to sleep. Nice. That is new. Yeah, Molly and I just we just roughed it with a with yeah. a tent. Luckily, we were next to an RV though that blocked most of the wind from the storm yeah. that we sustained that year. <laughs> we laughed. We were like, if we hadn't been next to them, then with them taking all the brunt mm-hmm. of the wind, like we're not sure that our our tent would have remained standing. <laughs> so yeah, I can I can vouch for the fact that the camping there is top notch. Mm-hmm. Uh, the porta potties are the cleanest at any track I've ever been yeah, to. Yeah, that is amazing. It's unreal. I mean, I think maybe one time I used a porta potty when I wasn't the first person to use it after it had been cleaned. <laughs> I mean, it's like there's just little magic porta potty gnomes that run around and clean <laughs> clean them as soon as they're used. It's unreal. Yep. I've never seen that many clean porta potties in one place in my life. Which which is saying something because my experience, like when you go to the Indianapolis 500, they have all the porta potties in lot two. And they have a lot of them. So they a don't, lot. But those, they still surpass even that. So it's, it is well done. They do a good job. I think that's probably their focus. They want it to be comfortable. They want it to be attractive. And between the artwork and the ant statues and <laughs> all the things around the track, they do a good job of that. So it does make it really nice to have that clean bathrooms. And then if you know the top secret places, you've got the bathrooms that are, you know, proper indoor bathrooms with even a full shower. So you can get a shower during the weekend. So those oh. are those are top secret yes top secret you can find them just look or ask (laughs) they'll probably tell you because they're easily foundable (laughs) (laughs) 
yeah, no, I was very impressed with that. And just the the campground um, where they have the campers is a fun little spot, too. Mm-hmm. You actually don't even have to go all the way down to the track to see a good portion of the track. You can just kind of hang out up on the hill. That's right. Yeah, you've got that nice view of the final two turns before they run back to the finish line. Uh, not a area where it gets a lot of passing, I guess, because it's such tight turns, but you can see them coming around the corner and all the sound. And that's the nice thing is when they start practice at 830 in the morning, you're you can just look over the hill and see it. And if you're trying to sleep something off, then you'll also just hear it and be like, God, I need to sleep. yeah that happens at road america too where it's like oh are we already starting with usf 2000 is it all really this early is it i mean did we have to (laughs) right which you know those weekends are pretty jam-packed so i guess they do but uh but yeah this is a great weekend for all kinds of racing because you get the whole road to indy as well yeah that's one of the things i was thinking about also um you know, if I wanted to brag on the cool things for us, you know, I've always taken my boys and they're they're 15 and we've been going since 2012. So that's, you know, they were five the first time we went. So they've always been able to go to the paddock and the paddock is well laid out. They can see all the different types of racing cars because it's a it's basically a flat concrete pad. And, and they just enjoy getting to see the cars and the drivers. Uh, we used to be uh, big fans. I forget the gentleman's name. He's not racing anymore. Uh, but he remembered us, and we followed him for a while. Uh, one of the road to Indy drivers. Uh, he just eventually got out of it. Can't remember oh, his... yeah. Was that <laughs> the guy from Fat Boy Racing? No. Uh, he always – shoot. It was an Asian gentleman from um, uh, Texas. Gosh, I can't remember his name. I feel I bad. I you're I'll... talking about. Yeah. Yeah either but yeah. i know you're talking about yeah it'll come to me as soon as we hang up but anyhow and, and so it was neat because they had access to the individual and he was a great person he was great with the boys and you know he could recognize that they were young and interested in driving so so that was nice that panic is very easy to get into you know i mean there's just so many cool things about being in there and you get close to the trucks for the indie cars you know so yeah. doing the work yeah which is very cool yeah you get to be right up there with all the haulers and mm-hmm. Very cool. Yeah. It's very cool. Um, and then is, is the paddock pass included with your ticket? So it is on Friday. Uh, so we're going to be in there Friday. Saturday and Sunday, would you'd have to pay extra for that. We probably won't because we end up being fully busy on those days anyhow. So we'll probably pass on that. Yeah. Um, but we will go Friday uh, as the teams arrive and the vehicles arrive. I'm trying to think something just crossed my mind. Oh, what was it? Ah, doesn't matter. We'll come back to it later, I'm sure, at some point. <laughs> It'll come back. That's right. Uh, so very cool. Hang up, then I'll think of it. Exactly. Well, and something else I think that's cool about Barber is that they, I feel like, go above and beyond to really create a whole weekend of activities. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, like you said, you know, Saturday and Sunday are busy days because there's just so much going on. There's yep. so many things to do, whether you're from out of town or local. They mm-hmm. had a whole job fair there when um, the year mm-hmm. that Molly and I went for local people. Yep. And I think Saturday and Sunday, like 15 and under got in free or something. That's right. Yeah. I don't know if that's the case this year. Uh, so Friday is fully paddock access, basically for anybody with a ticket. Um, and then, yeah, they've got the fan zone, which is on the back side of the track, opposite side of the start finish. And that's always really convenient for it's got things for kids to do. So they go and they play the games, they get the little toys and silly things like that. And it's plenty of food. And that's usually where we have our seats on that back side. 
And so they're able to be busy all day long. And then, as you mentioned, even Friday night, we have the uh, the 5K run. And you get to run on the track, which is kind of cool, except for when you realize you have to run that Alabama roller coaster portion of the track, which is way uphill and downhill. And you're yes. Like, Holy crap, that's a hell of a run. Yes. Yeah, yeah. No, the hills are no joke. Yep. They are no joke. And just if you're in the camping area, the, uh, the shuttle does not take you up the final hill. No. So, no. Be prepared for that. That's right. Now, that is the other thing. You know, it's a enormous loop around the outside of the track, and that shuttle is really convenient for moving through the track and getting to the fan zone or the museum or the paddock because they're not close to each other as far as distances go. But you take the tram, you sit down, they'll take you anywhere you need to go. Yeah, no, the tram is very, con- very convenient. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they come around pretty, pretty often. Yeah, I think they run four or five at a time, so they're just basically constantly every eight or seven, ten, twelve, whatever minutes that go by. Yeah, no, that's great. <laughs> that is great. Now, you guys have a spot picked out on the hill, um, yep. and it's a great spot. Uh, Molly and I luck- luckily uh, found you guys. Yep. The, the year that we went, one of the fun things during the weekend is a wine and beer fest, Oh, now we're going to talk adult things. Yeah. yeah, and I will I will confess it's the it was the closest Molly and I have ever come to missing a green flag for a race. <laughs> I'll be honest, I think I heard that story in your last podcast and I laughed so hard because I remember that. I remember you guys showing up at the race start to where we watched the race. And I thought, oh, cool. They're going to sit with us. You're like, no, this is like a recovery option. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because well, we were, we were going to end up with you guys. Our plan was to watch it a couple of different places, and we were going to hop on the shuttle. And then as we're heading over to the shuttle, Molly's like, do you hear cars? <laughs> <laughs> Shit, it's the parade laps. No. We start falling ass. We're like, yep. oh, Brett, and, Brett and Swinford are going to be over here somewhere. Sorry. Just look for the Indian. We're there right. by the Indian every year. oh thank god you guys were there oh yeah matter of fact that's an item uh, for those that go um not a lot of fixed seating you know it's not like going to the indy 500 where you have the stands all the way around the track mostly higpa is grass seating on you know the sides of the hills and whatnot about the only fixed seating is what's on top of the uh uh race building uh there by the paddock yeah so if you are going this year Take a tarp or take a blanket and a couple of um, tent stakes. Mm-hmm. I say a couple, six or eight of them. So that when you get there, go and set your tarp. And you can pretty much, from our experience, you can tent stake down your tarp where you want to sit, wherever you're going to watch the race, and it won't move all weekend. Yeah, it's not Can't one of those tracks. Yeah, like yeah. mid-Ohio, you cannot put stuff out the night before. Yeah. But this is not one of those tracks because, yeah, you guys have that stuff set up and just ready mm-hmm. to go. Yep. Yeah. And I, I suggest totally that you should set up just around the Alabama roller coaster. Not at my favorite seats. <laughs> uh, so do not set up by the Indian. That's right. Do not. No. Yeah. Horrible seats there. Horrible. horrible. Really bad view. Very short visibility to the drivers. <laughs> yeah. No, not good for photos at all. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> None of that. None of that is good. Oh, yeah, no, the Wine and Beer Fest was very fun. Well, and... Oh, you know, we, that, you can get in a lot of trouble with that Wine and Beer Fest. You can, and and I'll tell you where we got into trouble is 
we're looking at the list of wineries and Oliver Winery pops up, mm-hmm. which for the Hoosiers um, know that that is the winery that's just north of Bloomington, Indiana. So just okay. north of where Indiana University is, which is mine and Molly's alma mater. Mm-hmm. And so we're like, it has to be the same Oliver Winery. So we go and we meet the guy. We're like, so is this the Oliver like in Bloomington? And he was like, yeah, go Hoosiers. And we were like, boom, baby, alumni. And Mm -hmm. so, yeah, so so we we got a little overserved. Our our tastes were a little more than tastes, and we Mm -hmm. came back for refills. It was, uh, yeah, but it was a great time. You can get into a little bit of trouble. But yeah, but I will say something else cool. Um, they had a couple of different woodchuck beers and things like mm-hmm. that. And they also ha- handed out chapstick. So I yeah. have <laughs> woodchuck chapstick. No, I see. I will say this. The thing I need to figure out Thursday and Friday. So we're, we typically leave Thursday morning. We get there Thursday afternoon, just shortly after lunch. We have a great time because we spend Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, just hanging out, enjoying the weekend. And like I said, we've got a group that we've met that meets us there every year. And the, the, I don't want to say they're really friends. They're very close to us. We enjoy them and we get to hang out with them. And we see them once a year and we get the big updates. Oh, who went to the military and who's in college and yeah. you know, who changed jobs. And whereas, uh, you know, Bob and Vern, Bob and Vern, uh, good guys. Vern's always traveling internationally. He's always been in some other different country. A lot of fun. But what's cool is, We get there, we enjoy the weekend, and then I need to in those first two days, because Saturday and Sunday are the the wine tasting, I have to find somebody to go with me to that, because you're not going to be there. Tom is not, T-Swin is not going to be there. Who is going to be my wine buddy? Oh, you do need a wine buddy. I know. Oh, maybe my daughter, my 21-year-old daughter. Oh, there you go. So it might have to be her. So I can totally wreck my uh, wife's image of myself and my daughter at the same time. I mean, that's just being efficient. Yeah, that's right. Two things yeah. at one time. Yeah, you're nothing if not efficient. <laughs> Said engineer and say, yeah, I grew up being an engineer. What am I going to do? Oh <laughs> uh, Well, please think of me when you drink wine this weekend. I will. I will probably drunk text you at some point. Please do. Please yes, do. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I, I, I definitely want that to happen. Um, yeah, I'm excited. I have a, uh, my youngest niece's birthday party on Sunday. And so yeah. I asked my sister, you know, what time are you going to have the party? Because the race starts at one. That's and right. so I didn't That's say nice. the race started at one. I just was like, hey, what time's the party? And she's like, I don't know. I don't want it to be too late. And I'm like, OK, well, you know, I have a race that day. And she was like, yeah, I'm thinking one. And I was like, son of a bitch. <laughs> you were thinking three, four? <laughs> I was like, didn't you mean like three? Because she also wants me to take photos and things. And I'm like, yeah, I'm. I'll take a few photos, like when there's a commercial break on on Peacock. Oh, yeah. But yeah. Uh, it's like, but yeah, I'll be, I'll be the ant that's inside watching the race. That's right, huh? Yeah, okay, I'll be right there. Yeah, just a sec. <laughs> yeah, back to the. Deep. Oh, I got yelled at last year by my mom. Uh, same same circumstance. Um, it was, and I believe it was Barber last year as well. Um, and yeah, something. One of my drivers crashed, and of course I was like, "God damn it!" My mom was like, "Abby, yeah. it is a kid's birthday party." <laughs> yeah, but I had money on him. Oh, okay, like, well then that, I was, that makes sense. I was like, "My fantasy league, though, mom." I'm like, "Besides, <laughs> the kids are outside. It's only adults in here." 
So actually, if I took a minute, I would also point out a couple other things. You know, first of all, we talked about how beautiful the track is. But really, the other thing that's cool about the track, and I think why the drivers routinely talk about it being such a fun place to drive, is the diversity of the track. The yeah. Alabama roller coaster, where they have such a huge elevation change with sharp turns. The, um, what's the portion? Uh, oh, gosh, the spider. Um, the 180-degree turn there right at the spider in front of us. I can't remember the name of it. It's uh, Charlotte's Web. Charlotte's oh, Web, yeah. they make that hard turn. And it's such an exciting place because there's always cars who don't get the right line and they sail off into the sand or they, you know, lose a position, yes. five positions because they make the turn wrong. Yeah. And then the, and then the backstretch that runs right in front of the Indian is amazing because they are just flying so fast and then have to hit the brakes hard before the last three or four turns to go around that loop at the backside of the track. So there's so many great places to watch. It's not that you have to be in one place. You can be in many places and see some really cool action. Oh, absolutely. Cause like you said, there are so many different places where, you know, they can make passes mm-hmm. or where they can really lose it and go off into the sand. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like we'll it's probably, yeah, we'll see a lot of that at practice. <laughs> There's always a lot of people hitting the beach at practice. Yep, yep. Got to learn how to make that turn. And if you don't learn it, well, then, you know, it's going to be a short day. Yeah, you're out of luck. That's right. <laughs> going to be out of luck on race day. Oh, but, yeah. No, there's not really a bad spot to watch from just because of how that course, it like, it almost folds in on itself. Yeah. Yeah. It is, I would I would say they did a good job of the way the track is set up. Most of the seating elevates from the track level. So really about there's uh, one, two at the front side, three and then four. There's about four major viewing areas that that are not the uh, fixed seating. Yeah, that are not the grandstands. Thank you. And they all look above the track down. So you you have a pretty good view. Yeah, it's like um, they took advantage of the topography of the area. Mm -hmm. It creates like a natural amphitheater kind of seating. There you go. That's probably a good way to think of it. It's like an amphitheater. The track is the stage. Everything else is above it. Yeah. It makes it easy to see. Yeah. Which, I mean, just could not have designed that place any better, I don't think. No, I don't think so. No, I've never been there for some of the other cool things. I mean, they also do motorcycle racing. They do the 24 Hours of Lemons in February. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, Yeah. We, (laughs) I say a couple of us had, had joked around about trying to do 24 hours of, of lemons yeah um it's it's quite a commitment but we should go watch that one year do well, you I've know got, oh go ahead well as i said i've got a guy that i work with he's like he knows a bit about it he's like you know it's 24 hours of lemons you can only only spend like two thousand bucks on your car oh it's <laughs> less than that oh is it it's, even less yeah. than that. it's like, under a thousand anything <laughs> it's under a thousand dollars like okay. but that includes yeah. like your five point harness um, actually, no. Okay. No, that's not included. So the safety right. things are not included, but any improvements to the car, including the cost of the car initially, all has to be under $1,000. All right. So they do a lot of cool things at this track. There's several uh, motorcycle weekends, and then the motorcycles leads me to the transition to the museum. So you can fill a, you can fill two and a half hours checking out the museum, which for me, it, I don't know, I forget who cares what it costs. Well, a lot of people care. It's I don't know, <laughs> eight or nine bucks a person or something like that. I mean, it's 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 not ridiculous. 
It's worth and it. So, <clears throat> it's worth it, and it's three floors. It's several thousand motorcycles. Um, the expansion they've done recently, the last couple of years, is kind of cool because they've got the glass plates in the floor, so you can stand on, like, the third floor and look all the way down to the basement. Oh, that so that kind of cool. freaks out my daughter. <laughs> She's like, oh, <laughs> I can't stand on that, Dad. That's, that's, no, <laughs> right. I'm looking down. I feel like I'm looking to my dad. <laughs> I say, or my, I say to me, it'd feel like when you're like looking at a mirror with a mirror, like just back and forth, like it's yeah. just never ending. Yeah. Right. Uh, but yeah, I would love to see a motorcycle race there. I think that'd be very cool, mm-hmm. especially, I mean, since that's what the track was initially designed for, yeah, but in, Indy cars do look beautiful on it. Yeah. Um, one of the funniest things about the 24 hours of lemons, by the way, cause I have looked into this is that, um, they don't actually do a full 24 hour race because the cars are so shitty never that they never make it. So they do two eight hour races. So like they'll race on Saturday and they'll race on Sunday, but there's a separate award on Saturday night for the race team that has the best party. Oh, and now, so, deal. yeah. And so like the group of people that I was talking with when we were lightly considering this, it was pre COVID. I was like, we may not win a damn thing, but we will win best party. That's right. I, know, I, like, grew the, I grew up with a dad who was in the Navy, and his comment was always, we may not win the game Friday night, but we'll win the fight afterwards. So was, <laughs> we may not win the race, but we'll win the party. <laughs> we will win the party. Yeah. That's right. Uh, <laughs> we used to joke around when I was on the swim team. We're like, we'll beat you in the pool or the parking lot <laughs> after the race. That's right. Somewhere One way or, or another, we're going home winners. That's right. That's right. Not messing around. <laughs> that's great um what is your favorite part of a race weekend period you know it gets to me to be like friday night saturday night um i just kind of get into that comfortable mode where i'm in that camping area the camping area is very comfortable it's very chill um you know you've had dinner you're around a fire pit with people you enjoy and about that second or third drink and about that halfway through that cigar the conversation just becomes real easy everybody's in a relaxed mode and that was one of the notes i wrote down when i was thinking about this conversation is because it's such a role um it's a relaxed weekend but also because it's such a beautiful area it just gives you that opportunity to really feel like ah, you i'm does. not at work i'm not i don't have to be somewhere it's so that's the thing that's my favorite part now as far as the racing goes i love watching the race where we are able to see it because we can see start finish we can see the back stretch. We can see uh, Charlotte's Web, where the cars, you know, get get all tied up. I think last year it was uh, not even they didn't even complete the first lap, and they had a major wreck going into Charlotte's Web. I think that's where uh, Joseph got knocked out of the race. Uh, so yeah. it's just a lot of activity that happens in those three levels. You can see, you know, from where we sit to the other side of the track, you see three levels of racing going on. So it makes it a lot of fun uh, to watch all that. And then, of course, our boys still like to go at 15 years old. My wife loves going, who's not the biggest race fan, not the biggest weekend fan, but she likes the camping. She likes that we're all together. She enjoys the track because it is beautiful. And that, like I said, she's the one that pointed out it's the Augusta National of race parks because it's just so well manicured and the flowers and everything else. It is. It is very well manicured. And, you know, you're right outside of Birmingham, uh, but Mm -hmm. because of how they – kind of 
and it's almost like they superimposed a racetrack onto the, you know, like I said, they utilized the topography and they left so many trees up that you yeah. really feel like you're camping in nature. You know, yeah. it, you, you get that, that kind of let down and that nice Zen energy of, yep. you know, being in nature or going to a state park, which you don't always get when you're at a racetrack. Those things don't, don't tend to go hand in hand, but they definitely do with that track. That's right. You know, so Indianapolis, as big as it is, is in Indianapolis. Um, you go to St. Pete, you're in downtown St. Pete. You go to Nashville, you're in downtown Nashville. But Birmingham is way out in the country, so to say. You can't see downtown Birmingham. I've never been to Coda. I'd like to go to that sometime. So I'm not sure how close to Austin that is. Looking on a map, it looks pretty close. But yeah, you're you're really able to be comfortable. And the camping is up high uh, from a elevation standpoint and everything else that's around it. So you can see the hills and the rolling trees and all that. It's it does. It just really gives you a wow. I've like gone to a national park. I'm in the middle of nowhere. Do yeah. I need a cell signal. Oh yeah, I do. Okay. Yeah, right. Crisis averted. <laughs> That's right, which is good for 15-year-olds to still have a cell signal. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it absolutely does have that feel. And it's just, like you said, about two beers in, halfway through a cigar. Yeah. It's, you know, you just – you. it's very easy to get into track mode at that track. Right. Get into that nice, relaxing vibe for the weekend. Yep. So who are you rooting for? All right, so this weekend I'm going to be I, – I like and I'm really excited that Connor Daly is a regular on the series, so I'm excited to root for him this weekend. But and as you and I have texted back and forth about, I think – I'm trying to say it nicely, but I just don't think I can. I think the BDE guy of IndyCar right now that I enjoy watching is Roman Grosjean. Yeah. I appreciate his aggressiveness to make passes. I think – Every race I watch, he makes a pass that just – I'm like, <laughs> the guy he passed is pissed, and his team captain is pissed, but that was a hell of a pass. And he right. just like barely missed getting knocked out or whatever. So I enjoy watching him drive. He does have excellent spatial awareness. <laughs> I like that phrasing. There you go. Yeah. I think it comes from having crashed through that uh, barrier at uh, in F1. It's like, oh, you know? well, if I can fit it through there, I can fit through that space. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> now he knows his limits. That's right. Yeah. Oh, you always, yeah, you got to learn your limits and then you're good. That's right. Oh, yeah. Every, you know, Dirty Harry, every man's got a nose limitations or, yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would love to see Grosjean get his uh get his first win there. That would be very cool. It would, and and that, I think it's the kind of track that fits with an F1 driver, right? It's a road course, it's elevation, you know, requires yeah. of making passes and turns in tight places as opposed to you know an open oval, which I love ovals. And I'm not saying anything there. I just I think a road course would be potentially the best place for him to win a first race. I agree, and especially. Um, I think what you said with like the the passing and the tight corners, it's it's a narrower track than we usually have in general, mm-hmm. yeah. um, because it was originally designed for motorcycles. And um, then the story that Molly and I were told um, by a very jovial older man driving the shuttle, um, it was one of the times that we happened to be like the only people on there, and so he was just you know giving a whole history lesson as we're driving, and we were loving it. Um, <laughs> But Mr. Barber, somebody pointed out like, hey, you know, if this track was eight feet wider, you could have Indy cars. And he was like, really? 
you don't say. Yeah. And next thing you know, the track's eight feet wider. Uh, but it is a very narrow track compared to what right. our um, our drivers are used to. So I do think right. that that's going to play on his F1 strengths for sure. Now, you you mentioned that. And it makes me think I wanted to ask a question because I know the item we talk about every now and then with the IndyCar track uh, with the sorry, not IndyCar with the IMS track is that it is a diamond cut track so that they can get the best grip on their tires for the best speed. Is any other track have that treatment? Does this track get that kind of pre-treatment for the tires and the grip? Do you know or? You know what? I do not know. Okay. Um, I suspect not because I guess that's an expensive treatment for once a year race. Yeah. My assumption would be probably not because it probably is very expensive mm-hmm. that the only race that it would be financially smart to do that for would be the 500 where you're right. pulling in money hand over fist. Right. Uh, and you're trying to get 241. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe one day. Someday. Yeah. Someday, <laughs> someday we'll see it. That's right. <coughs> Excuse me. Yep. Um, but uh, but yeah, I'll have to look into that. I will find that out for next week. Well, I appreciate that you will look into that. And if anybody I know who can find that out, it is you. You have the contacts. Yeah. In fact, I'm just going to crowdsource it. So anybody who's listening, if you know the answer to this, there you go. please let me know, um, which I'll do my quick plug. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, Fast Cars, Fast Girls, or just the website, fastcarsfastgirls.com. Check it out. Nice. Nice. Just slide it on in there. Um, so, but, uh, but yeah. I would bet that Barber has some sort of high-end finish that they do on their track, yeah. even if it's not diamond cut, just because that just fits in line with everything else. I mean, it's just – everything is just top-notch. You know yeah. how, like, they say the Penske perfect. It's like – it's Barber perfect. Yeah. Yeah. For all the time that they've invested in everything else, why go short somewhere else or short yourself somewhere else? Absolutely. And they really have – I mean, you can see that they've put money into the track and into the fan experience. Yes. You know, they value both equally and, yeah, just really have created a great weekend for everybody that comes. You know, and it's funny, uh, now that I'm thinking for half a second, you know, all these thoughts that I thought I was prepared with, more come as we talk. And, and a couple of things, thinking of span, uh, fan experience. We talked about the wine. That's great. Uh, more adult-oriented. Yep. Then for uh, – People that just like cars, kids who think cars are cool, things they can see. Uh, the car corral that they have yeah. over there by the fan zone is also fabulous. They'll have the Ferraris. They'll have S2000s. They'll have Mercedes cars that are fairly unique that you don't see a lot of yeah. on a uh, on Saturday and Sunday. Those are those are cool to see, too. My boys will we'll go and spend a half hour just walking through and looking at the different cars while we're there checking that out. That's a cool event, too. Oh, easily. Yeah. No, if, if my um, if my dad was still around, like he would spend the entire day on Saturday just going <laughs> and he would talk oh. to every owner of every vehicle. He'd What's look the under. Oh, yeah. He'd look under the hood. He'd be like, so what have you replaced? Yeah. Yeah. He would be a total peepaw about it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it is very cool. It is very cool to walk through. And like you said, yeah, cars that you don't see that aren't necessarily common. Yeah. Yeah. Now, something else, uh, for those that think, oh, this is a camping race, so I have to go down with like a whole 
drag down trailer full of, you know, my food and my other stuff. A couple of the other things that are nice is nearby the track, A, the track makes it very easy to leave and come back. So getting out, getting back in, there's plenty of uh, road capacity. They aren't difficult about getting scanned in, scanned out. Nope, not at all. And nearby there are, there's a Bucky's for those of us from the Southeast that know what a Bucky's is. Um, it's an enormous gas station. They have their own barbecue and their own food, yep. and it's an easy place to get ice and beer and gasoline for your generators. And then there's also a Bass Pro Shop. So if you need something to do, you know, if, if you just need to go do something not track related, you can go wander the Bass Pro Shop, and it's size-wise about one of the biggest ones they have. So they've got all the the fudge and the fish tanks and the, all the stuff to walk around and check that out. Well, and is is Bass Pro one of the places that you can dump your RV? Yes, I believe they also have uh, for like gray water and black water yeah. uh, dumping. I think uh, Bucky's may also have that now too. Oh, that would make sense. So you that can do that sense. right outside you, before you get on the highway, go and get rid of all that mess. Get all, get rid of all that weight. Mm-hmm. Get, get That's right. Mileage. Well, and um, I visited a friend who was staying in a hotel one year, and I mean less than 20 minutes and I was in downtown Birmingham. Yeah. And so even though you feel like you're out in the middle of nowhere, you're still pretty close. So even if you hoteled it, um, you're not, it's not a far drive to get to a hotel. That's right. Yeah. And if, uh, for those that may have done uh, Talladega in the past, Talladega is about 30 minutes east from where Barber is. So you can go Talladega, Barber, downtown. And I only say that from the standpoint, if you're familiar with Talladega, that just means Barber is that much closer to downtown Birmingham, easy to get to, easy to be in uh, Birmingham if you needed to. If you fly in, we've had people do that in the past. Mm-hmm. They fly in for the weekend, we pick them up or bring them to the campsite and we have a great time hanging out with them. And then we get them back to the airport and then head home. I'll tell you what, I did seriously consider <clears throat> flying in. Yeah. For like, I was, I, I really, I was like, can I pull it off? Just do like, like Saturday night and Sunday, or even all in one, like just for race day. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's not, not in the cards, but not in the cards. All right. Not in the cards this year, but I thought long and hard, and I was like, all right, this would be fun. <laughs> well, um, we'll get it this way. You won't be there this week, but it's what two more weeks until the Grand Prix. That's right. Four weeks to the 500. So. Those of us in the pain tour, we're on our countdown now. We're on our. Oh. Uh, it's almost the first of May. It's almost time for the text string to start. It's almost time for all the goofy emails. You know, everybody's hardly waiting. The idol. I don't know. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I gotta send Doug my song. There you uh, go. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. Only, only, only a handful of weeks away from the 500. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Getting close. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Well. Brett, I won't take up too much more of your time because I know you have to finish packing for the big trip. Um, All right. Any final thoughts? Any? So any white flag thoughts? I would say that this is a race that I would suggest um, if you don't have any aversions to camping, and hopefully you don't, but I would suggest this is a race for IndyCar fans to put on their bucket list and go to. Like I said, it's for me, it's a weekend where I get to slow down. I get to enjoy the weekend. The race is great. It's just always been a fun race to watch. Uh, and again, 
if you go just even a couple of times, what you end up finding is you'll find a group of campers that you'll end up, hey, I was close to you last year. Oh, yeah, you're what's his name? And yeah. it's pretty easy to get along. It's a very comfortable vibe. So everybody has a great time. Um, so those of you that haven't been, put it on your bucket list. Come check it out. It's a, it's a great race. It's it's one of those that, yeah, I would guarantee – I would do a money-back guarantee. Like if you go next oh, year yeah. and I'm there, like if you don't have a good time, I will pay for your ticket. Yeah. Yeah, money-back guarantee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not paying for anything else. Stop at the ticket, but <laughs> – But yeah. Yeah. Everything else is on you. Uh, but yeah, no, it is it is very fun. So, all right. Um, I didn't give any of the real stats about how long the race is, but you know oh, what? There you go. Got to hit those. Let's make sure they I actually understand. didn't have them pulled up because I ended up getting them late. So. <laughs> so I don't know exactly what they are. So the race will last from green flag until the checkered flag. There you go. It'll be it'll start when it starts. It'll finish when it finishes. Yep. Starts. At, uh, it does start at. One Eastern one. time. Yep. There'll be one winner. There'll be one yep. loser. Uh, well, there'll be one last place driver. <laughs> yeah. There'll be a lot of losers, but. Yeah, be, that's right. Second on down. Yep. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, well, Brett and I are going to say uh, P1 for Roman Grosjean. Yes. That's what yeah. I'm going for. Yeah. I'll, yeah. I placed that bet. There you go. I would, I would place that bet. All right. Well, we can wave the checkers. Have fun with the rest of your packing. And thank you thank so you. much. Absolutely. Bye. Bye.